Welcome to Moments in Truth. I am your host, G.T. Stikes. Now, the purpose of Moments in Truth is to give you a few minutes of encouragement by providing simple truths from God's Word, identified and explained from a biblical worldview. Now, today we are looking at Jesus in the wilderness from Matthew chapter 4. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think of a wilderness, I think like I'm standing on a mountainside and I'm looking out and I just see lots of forest area and then going up into the mountain you see those snow-capped mountains and then maybe a lake and so on and maybe your idea of a wilderness is something different but in the areas that Jesus was in you see rocky terrain and more of a desert area it's really more of a vast nothing you know nothing is it wasn't like an area where you're at peace it's more of an area that is maybe a little bit more frightening a little bit more disturbing now, the wilderness is an untamed land that one can easily get lost in, a place of hardship. It's the unknown, a place that is not synonymous with peace, tranquility, and happiness. Now, the wilderness has been a place of testing and a place that God uses to prepare people for what is to come. You know, those who experience the wilderness are there to learn to put their trust in God, regardless of the obstacles that come their way. And through many scriptural examples, we have people who were literally in a wilderness, but still being cared for by our great God. Let's talk a little bit about this. Abraham, for instance, was in a wilderness. He was tested in the wilderness in Genesis chapter 22. He was instructed to travel to a mount in the land of Moriah to sacrifice his son Isaac on an altar to God. God was testing Abraham's faithfulness. And before Abraham could comply, God stopped him and provided an animal for the sacrifice instead. We had Jacob. Jacob was tested in the wilderness in Genesis chapter 32 when he literally wrestled with an angel of God in the form of a man. You know, Moses was tested in the wilderness for 40 years, and we see that in Exodus chapter 2. God made him a shepherd, pushing and guiding around the wilderness for 40 years, sheep, in preparation for doing the same thing with the children of Israel. David was tested in the wilderness in 1 Samuel chapter 23. He and the men that he commanded were hiding from Saul for a period of time, and Saul would get angry and he would want him dead. God continued to protect David and his men over that period of time, over and over again while they were in the wilderness. You know, Elijah was tested in the wilderness in 1 Kings chapter 19. He was afraid and was running from trouble instead of trusting in God. He was in the wilderness, and through his journey, God taught Elijah to trust in him. Now, Paul describes his journeys through the wilderness in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul had many different moments in his life that God used to test him, to prepare him, and to make him more like Jesus Christ, more able to stand for the truth when no one else was able. Now, many of these examples in Scripture, people were actually in a wilderness. And today, it is less likely that God is going to take you into a physical outcrop of mountain terrain and desert. You know, the majority of us would just walk out using the GPS on our smartphone. Now, there are times when God directs us to unfamiliar territory, places where we seek comfort. But instead, we go through trials and testing in order to make us stronger, in order to make us more faithful, in order to teach us to rely on God and not back down. 
Now, some call this time a wilderness experience, but whatever you refer to it as, it is there not to harm you, but to make you more like Jesus. You know, being in the wilderness is to be in a place where we are learning to rely on the Lord, to rest in him, to be still and listen for his direction, to learn to trust in him no matter what, to learn humility and to let him lead the way. There are many, many things that God uses these times to teach us. You know, I think of Jonah. Jonah's wilderness experience was a little bit different because his wilderness experience was being in the belly of a great fish for three days. God taught him humility and trust during those scary days. You know, typically when we are in the wilderness, we are fighting ourselves more than anything else. We are battling against our natural desires to do what we want over what God wants. We are battling with a desire to give up or run in the opposite direction, just like Jonah. But this isn't just a test that if we pass, we are given a passing grade. This test is there to make us better to prove to us that we can always trust in the God of the Bible. Now, when we are being tested, this is when we are most vulnerable to fall into sin. When we are not in the place that we want to be, our natural reaction is unhappiness and even frustration. And it's during these times that Satan tempts us the most. He wants us to be unhappy. He wants us to be uprooted from the Lord. He wants us to abandon God and follow our natural fleshly desires. Now, in Matthew chapter 3, Jesus was baptized, which signifies the beginning of his ministry. And immediately after, he was led into the wilderness to be tested. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them up with me to Matthew chapter 4. If you don't, don't worry about it. Just listen along. We're going to read here in just a moment. Now in chapter 4, Jesus is in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And in verse 2, it says that after this time, he was hungry. Now, what happens when you get hungry? And not just a little hungry. I'm talking really hungry. You know, some people get hangry. They get angry at everything. They get really moody. But most people tend to think only about one thing, and that's food. Food. When am I eating next? When am I going to be able to get this food? What's hard to move the focus off of anything else when you're super hungry? I've, I struggle with this myself. You know, this is a time that we tend to let our guard down a little bit. And for those that may be on a restricted diet, when you're really hungry, you start justifying in your mind why it's okay to just have maybe this one cheat, just this one time and so on. As we are chief justifiers for things that we want in the moment. Well, look with me, Matthew chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit, this is the Holy Spirit, into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. I think it's important. Notice in verse 3 that it begins, When the tempter came. Now, the tempter is a great illustrative name for the working of the enemy, Satan. What does he do? He tempts. 
And I think it's important to take a moment and talk about temptation. Temptation is brought on by the tempter. And what he does is bring to light something that you should not be desiring, something wrong or something unwise. You know, I've been reading the book Getting to Know, that's N-O, by Erwin Lutzer, which is a book about breaking stubborn sin habits. Now, if you have a stubborn sin habit that you want to be free from, I strongly recommend this book. I'll add this book to our resource page if you want to check it out. Now, he actually updated this book now. It's just called How to Break a Stubborn Habit. Now, in his book here, Erwin Lutzer is talking about Eve being tempted in the Garden of Eden. And he points out that Satan will urge you to focus on one issue, one aggravation, one restriction. And at that moment, he'll try to convince you that God's way is not best, but take second place to what Satan can offer you or what you can offer yourself. Now, James chapter 1, verse 14 through 15 says, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Now, temptation is not automatically sin. It is how we respond to that temptation that can lead to sin. Will we fight against the temptation or will we be drawn away by our own desires and fall to the temptation? Now, think of David when he was king. He was supposed to be with his army in battle, but instead he was at the palace on a night where it was typical that people would be bathing on the rooftops because it was warmer. He knew what was coming. He was not surprised by any of this, okay? Now, he was tempted to stay home from battle, and he was drawn away by his own desires and enticed. He was tempted to look at those who may be bathing on the rooftops, and he was drawn away by his own desires and enticed. And when he saw Bathsheba, he was tempted to continue to look instead of turning away, and he was drawn away by his own desires and enticed. When he was tempted to send a palace servant to bring her to him so that he could be with her, he was drawn away by his own desires and enticed. And when he was tempted to take her as his own wife and to kill her husband, he was drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Now, David was tempted by something that he desired, and he fell to that temptation of his will. And that is when his temptation became sin. All right, look back with me at Matthew chapter 4. Look with me at verse 4. But Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, how did Jesus fight Satan back? He used Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 3. Jesus fought back Satan with a Bible verse. Now, this is a great example that Jesus gives to us. How do we fight our spiritual battles? With God's word, just like Jesus did. Now, make note here. Jesus didn't pull out his smartphone, and he didn't roll out some Sanskrit from the Old Testament to look up the verse. The only way that he would have known the verse is if he already had it memorized. So what's our takeaway today? Well, number one, don't run away from your own wilderness experience. 
Now, there may be times that God is taking you through a trial to help you grow into the person that you need to be. Trust in God and let him do what he needs to do in your life to help you. Jesus didn't run out of the wilderness. He had the power to do so, but he stayed in order that he may humbly obey God's direction in his life. Well, number two, meditate and memorize God's word in advance. Prepare for the battle that is going to be coming. Everyone is going to face temptation at some point in time. Everyone. And we need to have firepower ready to fight back the enemy. Be mindful of which verses to memorize. If you know already that you are more inclined to be tempted in a particular area, then you should work on memorizing specific verses that help to fight off that particular temptation. All right, number three, fight the temptations that come the right way. You know, with the help of God's word. And I think there are times that when faced with temptation, we close our eyes and ask God to help take it away. But we don't always notice that God has already given us ways to escape and ways to fight. You know, when we are feeling uncomfortable, we, we want to wish that hardship away. You know, We just ask God, just get it away from me. But the reality is that God wants us to learn how to fight the way Jesus did. He wants us to go back and learn his word and hide it within our hearts and let it be something real and something growing within us so that we can just use it through a day-to-day basis as we go against our trials, as we fight our trials, as we fight temptations. Now, these are not easy things, but they are so important things. Now, let me give you a verse to meditate on today and a great verse to memorize. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. All right, let me pray for you today. Lord, Heavenly Father, I pray for the listeners today. I pray, Lord, that as they face temptations, that they would use your word to fight back those temptations. I pray, Lord, that they would not fall into sin, but I pray that you would help them and encourage them as they go out into their day and as they face different obstacles and different opportunities. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to encourage their hearts and encourage their minds. I pray that they would be go back to your word and continue to learn it and understand it so that it can thrive within them. I pray that they would be regular meditators of your word, Lord, so that they don't forget it during the times that they need it most. Give them blessings and courage today to fight their spiritual battles. In your name, I pray these things. Amen. Well, don't miss our next episode, episode six. We will be continuing our study of Jesus in the wilderness. Now, how does Jesus continue to fight temptation and what can we learn from him? Well, thank you for listening to Moments in Truth with GT Stikes. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to today's podcast. We would love for more people to hear the truth of God's word. Now, you can help us reach more people by sharing, following, and subscribing to this podcast. Please be sure to check today's show notes for links to any additional resources, encouragements, and how you can help with this ministry. 